Welcome to another episode of Imaginate, the podcast for creatives, where we explore the intersection of creativity and wellness. I'm your host, Sarah Gallows. We have all heard about mental well-being and its profound impact on our lives, but there is still so much mystery surrounding topics like therapy, knowing when to reach out for help, and that's precisely why on this episode I have invited today's remarkable guest, Preya Zaninga, a clinical psychologist. Preya holds a bachelor's and master's degree in psychology. She specializes in talk therapy using psychoanalytic and systematic approach. You might be wondering what that is, and that's why this episode is for you. She is joining us to dig into the area of mental health. In this episode, Freya shares her expertise on navigating the complexities of mental health, from understanding the stigma surrounding it to providing practical tools for managing burnout, anxiety, and depression. She will also help us understand what therapy is. Together, we will uncover strategies to silence that harsh inner critic and cultivate a healthier, more fulfilling, creative life. So, grab your headphones and get ready to dive deep into this vital discussion. I can't wait to share these invaluable insights with you. Let's imaginate together on Imaginate. Thank you so much for coming all the way and joining this conversation. I'm so glad I get to sit with you because I think the role that you're playing in our society is very, very, very important, especially the Rwandan society. I would like you to share with us what you do and a little bit of how you found yourself in this, in this, in this journey. Okay. So thank you very much for inviting me and um, including me in this discussion. I really appreciate the topic. Um, it's an original one and, and also a fun one, I believe. Um, so I'm a clinical psychologist and I work at a private mental health clinic here in Kigali um, that offers mental health services to people who come to see us. And so what we do is um, we support people who are going through usually a difficult time um, with something that they might have been struggled with for some time and maybe had found some ways to go about it or around it. and But at one point, it wasn't enough. And they come to see specialists. And so um, we're amongst those who are able to provide those services. What we do um, means that we also are there to listen, but also there's no judgment and there's no stigma. And we kind of have the experience of knowing, okay, this is what it is and this these are different ways to get out of this this uh, position that the person is so there's no hopelessness in our profession so tell me like how you as Faya, like uh, found yourself interested in mental health okay yeah, that, that means you're going to tell us a little bit about background <laughs> <laughs> um I, I think i was always i was always um fascinated and intrigued um about the difference um, you know, people can go through the same thing and that they will react differently. They will be motivated differently and uh, specifically and in doing difficult things or doing, doing things that put them at risk. Um, and that richness, I was really 
intrigued and interested in knowing, you know, what what is it? You know, it's so invisible, but it's there. That world exists in all of us, actually. Yeah. And so I was intrigued by that. I did some study, something else before. Before it was more in marketing and international relationships. But if you think about it, marketing is also the psychology of the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, I, I did another bachelor's, but specifically in psychology and then a master's in psychology as well. But since I was young, um, when um, I was old enough to to try to think, what am, what would I like to study? I, I always, I had a penchant and a passion for psychology. In my generation, like we, we are young and we're trying to figure things out. And we are dealing with a lot of things that we don't understand. We don't understand what anxiety is. We don't understand what a burnout is, what it feels like. Mm. We don't understand what depression is. And even when we try to understand it, we are faced with stigma. We are faced with, uh, okay, if you're dealing with this, then you're crazy mentally. So you're supposed to be treated like a crazy person. Mm. And... Artists in in general, they already look like they are living in a different world. Mm. So now facing mental health challenges puts them in a different position that is harder mm. because the, it's it's another isolation. Mm. So I I thought about you because I would love to learn more about mental health and then share it with the the, the audience, uh, artists and inter- entrepreneurs, people who are most of the time self-conscious and they who are in their heads a lot of time mm-hmm. and hopefully get tools and uh, and uh, get be equipped mm-hmm. for us to know how to deal with these challenges and to know when to seek help and what it is so i think we can start with your experience with mental health around creatives um let me start where you started and then this conversation about stigma because i think when we think about mental health, usually what people think about is, as you said, the crazy person. And the crazy person, the one that runs in the street naked. This is, you know, the popular concept. So you don't want to be associated with that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but actually there's a, a huge spectrum, a huge variation between that extreme of, you know, getting to that extreme and all the different steps in between. Um, you don't need to go to that extreme to feel to that you're no longer uh, functioning like you would like to function, that you feel overwhelmed, um, that um, there's a sadness that is, you know, now uh, around you um, more than two weeks and you're like on that low or that you feel a uh, panic, you know, that you can't explain, but... It's there and, and it's also not helping you work and function like you'd mm-hmm. like to or you're now retreating from people. You yeah. no longer want to see them. So these are all signs of you're not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And it's not a weakness. Um, it's not um, a sign that you're going to get go crazy like that example. It's just that you're not feeling well. And um, there are ways that you can already... Um, treat yourself or make sure that, oh, now I'm feeling a bit tired. Maybe there's something in what I do that is taking a lot of energy. Um, How can I, I need to be aware of that. And then how can I then take care of myself uh, to make sure that that energy doesn't, you know, 
go away from me completely so that I don't burn out. Um, and there are different things that you can put in your routine, make sure that you sleep enough, make sure that you eat well, make sure that maybe you have a set of friends of good people that you can already confide in and say, you know, I'm feeling like this. And just a simple way of being able to open up to someone is already very um, helpful for someone. Um, but let's say it goes beyond that, then it's also a good thing to come and, and maybe seek um, a professional help that could help you then get out of that funk. And then to come back to your question about a mental farm about creatives, um, we also have that false belief that because you're a creative, you're going to be more susceptible to becoming, yeah. you know, that crazy person. Yeah. Um, but but actually, there there are studies that show that, and amongst the creatives, and I'm not only talking about those creatives that are most famous to to us, like maybe those ones that we see on stage or. Mm. But really, the, the field of creatives, mm -hmm. there's no more um, disorders among creatives than mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. But it's true that um, many creatives are have that sensitivity um, that is actually also one of their strengths, you know, in, in seeing things differently. I like that. Mm -hmm. Very sensitive. You might feel things and then, like uh, with a higher volume than other people. But I think also just before that, the creative minds are also able to think differently. So diverge from the usual thinking. So it's just not, it's not just building the house. It's building the house with an architect mind that is going to add that original view or that sense of, you know, you know, interpretation of the environment and things like that. So. <laughs> That's the creation part. It's not just the building the house, it's the yeah. creation part of yeah. rendering it. So, But also those creatives are also able to feel things deeply and many of them. And also um, they have uh, access to emotions, very deep emotions also. So in the same way they can feel beauty and the sense of aesthetic, they're very sensitive to that, whatever their field is. But also they can also feel very strongly the sense of sadness or anxiety yeah. as well. How can how can sensitivity be a strength? It is a strength because it's a way that um, compared to others, let's say, um, people can feel things uh, differently and yeah. maybe um, deep more deeply, and then perceive things differently. If you, if you're able, for example, to see colors. And you know, right away, or hear the sounds uh, differently. You're going to be able to make links and connections. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to be doing things that are going to be a bit different than mm. than others. Yeah. And, and that's what creativity is, right? Yes. You see the same thing, but you're going to be doing or thinking differently. Differently. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, creatives, depending on where they're, in which environment they are. Uh, sometimes also they face the same stigma because they're different or they might grow in, in a family or in a setting where the, that difference is not appreciated. Yes, yeah. Or it's, it seems like um, uh, something that is futile. Yeah. Or And then maybe that child is going to grow up and feeling a bit, either they have to hide it or evil, or they don't feel like it's, it's, it's good enough or so that the, need to also prove and and all of that can be attached to how they grew up so it's not the fact that you're creative 
but it's the fact that also how others made you feel yeah. made for being creative. Yeah, uh, since, with, we're, since we're young. Yeah. But if you're in the setting, for example, if you're growing with a sensitivity to music, but in a family of musicians, yeah. actually you're going to be encouraged and, yeah. and all of that to, to continue through that craft. Yeah, I like, I like what you just said because we tend to look at ourselves where we are right now and we don't, we don't want to look back. Yeah. We think it's not necessary because we want to focus on moving forward. <laughs> to your point, it makes it harder for someone to feel accepted from a young age because mm. you have always lived a different life and in a society that is a little bit like involved mm. in uh, the growth of everybody, <laughs> it's uh, hard to explain what to do. Mm-hmm. And and I think that as you said, if they're cre- if you're creating it, it really comes from you, mm-hmm. and it's you like your baby, mm-hmm. and then you're putting it out to the world, and with the either the pressure, uh, usually there's a lot of pressure also mm-hmm. to succeed, yeah. And then somebody comes and tells you, oh, your baby is ugly, mm-hmm. or I don't understand your baby, um, then it's crushing. It can be Very. crushing, yeah. And and dealing with that in itself, if again you have that background of it was a struggle to, you know, put yourself to get where you get where you are. Yeah. It can be something that then comes and also attacks your well being, yeah. your your self worth, yeah. your your feeling of, you know, am I doing what I should be doing? Yeah. Is it worth it? And things like that. Yeah. But also to remember that actually creativity is really important. It's really important to have it in in the world it is. In your experience, how does how does that feeling of not not being accepted accepted or wanting to be accepted to a level that you have in your mind, how does that affect the mental health and how does that show up as? You know, when you talked about anxiety, it, it can come back in the form of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling like you're extremely scared from um you know when you're creating is you're putting something in this world yeah you're really you're manifesting something um, out of thin air almost and you're going to be facing or you th- you might think that you're going to be facing people who would want to squash it yeah so that can in itself you know be a, a source of anxiety yeah a terrible source of anxiety because it's also you know, linked to who you are yeah. intrinsically. Yeah. So, but developing a sense of, you know, well-being and 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 acceptance of who you are, you know, in terms of an artist, in terms of the creative, and then, and who you are is also the right to, that you give yourself to manifest those things mm-hmm. and then try to then reduce the dependency or the fear of being squashed yeah. by others because in essence if you reach that level of of being able you struggle struggle and still you continued and continued and continued and you've reached that level if you still want to do things yeah. create things that matter to you then actually you're not squashable yeah you're mm-hmm. stronger than you think mm-hmm. and that's what that's why the the podcast is called imaginate because you imagine and visualize who you are even when you don't know who you are because of the inner strength that is inside. So for that, mm-hmm. because coming back to your question is is also 
to be aware, since if the person is also aware of all those emotions, but they can also be aware of once the emotions become dark, um, what are the, the things that they can put in place to kind of protect their energy, sensor, uh, yeah, put some kind of boundaries to protect themselves also? I think that's where we, are. we, we need a help from, you know? It, we, we are learning as we go. Mm-hmm. Some of us, I mean, a lot of us here, we didn't go to art school, so we, we learned on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's inspirations that we get from our background. It's a mixture of, um, of things that are making us do what we're doing. So when you talk about boundaries, that's like another concept that we don't understand mm-hmm. that where we, we need to learn from. How do you create, share your, vulner- your vulnerability with people and where are those boundaries? But what does that mean? I see, I see, I see, I see. Okay. Um, I don't know. We can we can invent an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Let's invent an example. <laughs> example. Yeah. I don't know which, what, what kind of a field, which field would you like to take? I think music. music music is very vulnerable. Okay, yes, it is. So let's say someone creates a piece of music and it's very dear to their heart and they're now also willing and able to share it with a larger crowd. Yeah. Um, but they know that... So I'm sorry, I'm not very... I don't know exactly all the different steps of the music, but I'm yeah. going to try to make a parallel with someone, for example, who would expose a painting. Yeah. Um, but at one point, if they share that music with people and maybe they know that they feel extremely sensitive to, even if the the feedback is good, Yeah. Uh, maybe they still feel extremely sensitive. They don't want to mingle too much mm-hmm. with that crowd. Yeah. And they feel like it's it's draining them. Yeah. That's part of recognizing, you know, what is it that takes your energy away? Yeah. And then what are the boundaries that you can put so that, for example, you don't need to stay the entire night mm. or with the, those people. You can decide, okay, I'm going, I have a battery life of maybe an hour or yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. And after that, I go and I go. go to my safe space. Yeah. I like that you, you're helping us understand the boundaries, but... I think the first one should come from the inside, yeah, which is how do I feel when people tell me about what, what I've created? Yes. Is this something that therapy can help? Yes, because a therapy explores with you what works for you. Because something that will work for you won't work for somebody else. Mm. So it's also, and sometimes you don't know what works for you. Mm. So it's really going together and exploring. So what works for you? What is what what is it that makes you feel safe? Yeah. Um, and then you can start thinking and 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 discussing and then and then trying it. Yeah. And then coming back and then trying something else if you need to try something else. Yeah. But to be first of all aware, what what is it that makes me feel safe, comfortable? What is it doesn't that doesn't make me feel safe or makes me feel uncomfortable? Already that. Awareness is really key so that, okay, what is it that I can do so that I can put more of that feeling of safety and feeling comfortable without um, uh, the the things of that we talk about when, when we talk about self-medication. Mm-hmm. Self-medication uh, is another way of saying, for example, without self-medication. So it's also 
you might say, okay, if I if I if I if I take a shot or two, or uh, this will help me ease mm-hmm. my anxiety, mm-hmm. but that's that's a coping mechanism that is in the end also not helpful yeah. for you. Yeah. And maybe this is where also um, it's associated with mental health issues with creatives mm-hmm. is when the coping mechanism is no is in the end can be hurtful or yeah. harmful to the person. Yeah, we we have examples of like uh, the biggest musicians who died of overdose. Exactly. And who have struggled with addictions and uh, yes. using substances. Yes. And yeah. and then maybe who were under under a lot of pressure uh, yeah. to perform under very difficult circumstances. Yeah. If you have to perform every night and then afterwards also give interviews, I don't know, yeah. extreme uh, pressure. And then you also have, as you said, that double stigma of not wanting to go and ask mm-hmm. for professional help or even have that, make that time for yourself yeah. to, to kind of make that space that is feeling comfortable mm-hmm. for you. Or if you have managers that don't care yeah. and that put you under that pressure, yeah. that all of those things... Uh, are things that can contribute to a mental well-being that becomes very low. Mm-hmm. It's not the fact that you're creative. Mm-hmm. It, it's all the other things that are around. So I like that you have given me perspective that it's not about being a creative. It's about the environment. Mm-hmm. It could be that. It could be could that. Be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things. So it's it can be correlated, but it's not the cause. The mm-hmm. fact that you're creative is not the cause that mm-hmm. you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Because uh, for me, all the research that I've done about artists who have been around for a long, long time, there was something that I've been always struggling with. Yeah. And it's easy to to conclude mm-hmm. that this is because of the art. Mm-hmm. Art gets you. It's also like it's more of a mindset that we have, that I have, where I have observed people from musician London, Jimi Hendrix to Whitney Houston to to Dali to all the big, biggest painters to everybody they they most people that I've seen they have something they are struggling with and it made me curious to know what is going on and and all those ones that you've shared are also those people who had a lot of pressure yeah. I think yeah and then maybe who yeah I don't know yeah I think the the pressure I, it's hard to not have the the pressure yeah. because you know that you have to be working you have to be doing things you have to be creating because you're creative mm-hmm. and that's a pressure in itself mm-hmm. because you want your 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 today's work to be better than yesterday's work. Mm-hmm. That's one pressure. Then there's another pressure where you ha- you want your things to be received, to be seen. You want to share with the world what you are making. That's also another pressure. So I think the pressure is there. And it's important that we talk about these two psychologists and therapists to understand how to deal with it. Yeah. Because I think the pressure is going to be there. What do you think? I think it is going to be there. But I think now we know, for example, in sports, there also is uh, that pressure to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. But now there also is that uh, acknowledgement that mental health is really key. Yeah. And one of the thing is also how do you handle with the pressure to succeed? Indeed. Because the 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 more you you feel you can handle it, or you you're um, in French they say apprivoisé, um, you you become more comfortable. You understand, you know where where it comes from, but also you can kind of uh, become I wouldn't say become friends, but this one in in that sense, um, then then you're able to perform in a sense of flow. 
that is not seeing the pressure as like the thing that is there to mm -hmm. to kind of like that negative voice, that mm -hmm. critical voice mm -hmm. that is in your head, because that critical voice is not helpful. Mm -hmm. um, how can you make sure that you understand where the critical voice is coming from, mm -hmm. and then and then also give you more space to create and mm -hmm. and be in your flow and be in that happy space and comfortable place. I like that you're speaking the language I understand. Okay. How do you think therapy can help us deal with our critical voice? Yes, yes. We, we deal with critical voices all the time. Yeah. Even before beyond creatives. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we have a set of critical voice that comes and takes like the huge space in our mind and, mm -hmm. and that's comes yeah. That's why people come most of the time. That example of a critical voice is something we can all relate to. Mm -hmm. So I think understanding that therapy, sharing, mm -hmm. there not just therapy only, but there are other tools that can help us deal with that will be helpful. So is there tools that you have that you can share with us to help us cope with it? You know, what we'll do in therapy is is our, we'll work with you and then if there is that critical voice or you know, through talk therapy, there are different ways of, of going about it, but uh, one of the ways would be um, to try to understand when it appeared. When is it that it first appeared for you? Mm -hmm. And then usually uh, sometimes it can be linked to a specific period of time. Yeah. Sometimes when you were still young yeah. and you would hear that voice yeah. from a person, specific person or a group of person. Yeah. And then you internalize it mm -hmm. and you think that it's true mm. and it accompanies you as you grow. So the critical voice is there to kind of push you as if it's helping you because it wants you to succeed, but in the, it is also very harsh. Very hard. If you're not succeeding the way that voice that came from, you know, other sources were, were giving you those, those doubts and mm -hmm. questions, really, do you think all of that? So it's to recognize where it came from and then to, to work on, 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 on seeing how to give it less power mm. and give yourself more power. Give that child that you were uh, at that time that believed mm -hmm. and that thought it was fun to do. Um, and that really didn't care about you know being the number one, mm -hmm. but just didn't, just cared about doing the thing that they love to do. Wow! Like and, uh, how do do you give that thing more space? Mm. It's not always easy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it takes more time. Mm. Um, but other ways would be to 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 talk amongst you know creatives from the same field. Yes. I'm sure uh, many go through the same doubts and mm. questions. Yeah. And there are people who have gone and, and, and carved, you know, ways that, that were helpful that they can also share with you, but also maybe just being among other people who understand, you know, you know, the struggle can also be helpful. The greatest thing about uh, that voice, you feel like you're the only one going through it. <laughs> you feel like no one else is struggling like I'm struggling. Everybody has, they, they have it figured out. Yes. It's it's just me who's slow. Yeah. And that that makes it harder to even move on because you're thinking, What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Why 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 don't I get this? You know? So um I like that there is tools that we have to be acquainted with because therapy is something that is growing on us right now. And a lot of creatives are struggling. 
many areas they're succeeding and they're struggling it's it's like going together they they the more you succeed the more you feel like i i might lose it all the more you succeed or you do something you're like oh, i don't think it's good enough so that's voice in your head is always there and it grows with you so today you're dealing with something it feels like you have overcome it the next day it comes back stronger and bringing more questions than last time better health is like the key to a good life <laughs> why is there so much stigma around it um i think the first thing that we said it's uh, it might be linked to craziness there's there's no there might be a conception where there's no in between so either you're good right you're good and well functioning and that is what is considered your everything's going well for you or you're crazy but there's no in between mm-hmm. or what is in between can be seen as a sign of weakness that's the stigma sign of weakness uh, laziness uh, depression is usually is often um uh, mistaken for a form of laziness when in fact we know even when we take brain scans we can see the brain activity of a depressed person is is really different it's kind of like it's it's almost like the light is turned off that you have the brain activity of a normal person you see all the activity within you know on the brain but the rest or on a depressed person really severely depressed so this there's no act not no activity but the activity is less and that can be also translated with a um um a reduced uh, appetite for life a reduced interest in things and so and, and then people see that person lying in bed and they think oh they're just lazy you should just get up but you can't just snap out of depression and it's it's actually something for which it's important to go and seek professional help because depression comes with a sense of hopelessness mm-hmm. and a feeling that you're not worthy enough or that you're a burden and it sometimes can lead to to access suicide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there there is there are names that we hear like depression yeah. but we don't know what it is all right let me try to explain please explain to us um okay um depression is is there are many signs that can come but it's uh it's usually attached to a form of sadness um a form of hopelessness in the future mm. so you feel like there's no hope um that you feel like you're sad all the time you feel like um your energy level is going down um you feel like you don't want to interact with people um and then and then it can it continues it drags on and if you don't do anything then it can really continue and continue down and and depression can be caused by many things it can be caused by a traumatic event for you um for example you lose a loved one or um something happens to you for example you you become sick and maybe it changes your whole your whole um future or the way you had seen your your future and mm. um and and you think like there's no hope mm. for me why should i still be around um or something like that something that comes and sh- comes and shakes mm. your belief your hope um your 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 ability uh, to to attach to life mm. and and it ha- it can happen to anyone it can mm. happen to older people it can happen to younger people mm. um even children 
um, and and married, non-married, religious, non-religious, rich, poor. That's why you can you can see someone who has everything and still feel hopeless and mm. commit suicide. Mm. Having everything doesn't mean you're happy inside. Mm. Um, there's a need, different type of needs that you still need to that anybody needs, uh, needing to to belong, needing to feel understood, to mm. feel seen. Um, needing uh, to to feel like you're valued, yeah. um, um, or to matter. Yeah. Those there are different needs, and if you don't feel like you belong, or you feel like you nobody cares about you, or, or you know those core needs that you feel like are important to you, and then it can come and affect you deeply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's for depression, and then for anxiety, it's not about the 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 hopelessness. It's about a fear. In the future, like something that you're afraid would happen in the future, a healthy dose of fear is is useful, right? Um, and if you think about the future and you say, okay, um, if I want to do this, and, and by the end of the year or in five years, um, how do I make sure that I I do it? But if you start worrying constantly, then it becomes detrimental to you, and um, that fear becomes loud again the critical voice the fear also becomes louder yeah. than anything else and and then stops helping you doing things but actually freezes you mm. into a specific thing mm. and 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 is not helpful so it's about also going about how to understand where that fear comes from and helping you through different techniques maybe sometimes breathing exercises um grounding exercises um, maybe different uh, uh, routine uh, so that you can put your um, mind and, and heart at peace. And, mm-hmm. and if you feel like that, that anxiety is coming, what are the things that you can physically do so that it it calms your heartbeat, yeah. it calms your... Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the options are... <laughs> Uh, their breathing exercises are really good um um you know meditation if you can um sports mm-hmm. can be really good um but in all of these things also being able to make sure that you're able to sleep 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 is important really important yeah. and many creatives don't, don't get eight hours mm-hmm. yeah because you, you want to create during the night some of some of them not all of them some of them want to create yeah. during the night and by the time you're wake, you're going to bed, other people are waking up, and you you want to be part of the society, so it affects the sleep. So sleep is important. It is. It is, and and some creatives might think that they need that lack of sleep, mm. or they need that tension to create. But I would say maybe I, I would challenge them and say I'll try maybe a different way, and maybe you you'd see that the creativity is in you, mm-hmm. and it's it's not really it could not be dependent of you just being awake. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe what you need is a calm space mm-hmm. or disconnected from others. Maybe that's what you really crave. Mm-hmm. That's what you the night brings to you. From the conversation we're having, I think self awareness is key. Hmm. It's, it's it feels like everything is tailored to the person. Mm. How do we gain the the self awareness? Is it what does it come? It comes with time. It, there is there a way to pursue self awareness, or we just need to listen to ourselves more. 
I think there are different ways. I think there's so many resources that are now available online. You can just Google things. Uh, if you're curious, you can listen to podcasts about that. I think also related to emotions, I think one of the stigma that is related to emotion is that if you listen to your emotions, uh, you're being, if specifically in this culture, you're being um, um, not selfish, but... Uh, you listen to yourself too much. Basically, you're just self-absorbed. Yeah. Yes, you're very self-absorbed. Yeah. But when you think about it, um, emotions, whenever you have it, if it's a positive emotion or if it's a negative emotion, it gives you a very key uh, set of information and data about a need that has either been fulfilled or not. So um, let's say, for example, you feel sad. Um, I don't know, you feel sad about, I don't know, whatever, what's happening. And usually there are core needs, for example, and you can associate it. I, I can give you a link to, you know, that you can share afterwards. But mm -hmm. uh, core needs that, for example, sad and you're in a, a setting, social setting, and you feel uncomfortable. Maybe yeah. you feel like you're not connecting to people. Mm -hmm. And the need to belong or the need to be seen or understood is not fulfilled. That sadness in itself, if you numb yourself to it, then you lose an important piece of information about what is the need that you really crave yeah. and what is it that is not happening for you. Mm. So that you can then think about ways to, um, to, to, to get a solution for that. Or on the contrary, if you have a very positive uh, experience somewhere, try to think about why is it that I'm having a positive experience? Mm. What is it that it is yeah. being fulfilled here? And how can I increase those type of, of experience for myself? Yeah. So being aware and, and, and attuned to your emotion is not being self-absorbed. It's yeah. actually giving you a lot of information yeah. to, to how you are. And the more you're also aware to, on your own emotions, you're going also to be aware about other people. If you're numb to your emotion, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you're going to be numb to other people's emotions. And, and that is very true when... When you're going um, about it with children, if if you're not able to connect with your own emotion, you won't be understanding what you, the children around you are going through. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to think, ah, they're being capricious, ah, those children. Mm -hmm. When, in fact, they're going through very dramatic things themselves. Yeah, well. And you might think that these are really trivial things. But, for example, if you take a teddy bear away from a child, I like to give that example. Mm -hmm. For you, it's just a teddy bear. It's just mm -hmm. a thing, lifeless thing. Them. It's the world and it's everything, everything and the, the sense of protection and belong and identity. And mm. so you need to be in tune with that. If you're not, then you lose a lot of information as well. Yeah, I like that. That's really, that's really nice to break it down. I think it's be present in the moment and listen to your emotions. Mm -hmm. And do you respond to emotions or because sometimes mm -hmm. you might be aware of the yes. emotion yes. and also judge it harshly. Like you, you are aware that you're, you are a, a shy person. You're aware that you don't like groups of people, mm -hmm. but then you judge it harshly. You just like true with you. Like why are you, you are aware, but that awareness is not well well received. Mm -hmm. Is there something that that is useful to prepare yourself to accept and be kind to yourself? Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to move into change. Mm. I think maybe one way would also to be uh, kind to that voice mm. that is critical to you, mm. or the voice that is like, 
as you do, what is it that you're doing? Mm. And kind of questioning why that voice is there. Mm. Um, maybe it's there because it actually wants you to to go and uh, be among those people. So it maybe wants your your the best interest for you, but it doesn't know how 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 bring it how to to help you with that. Mm. It's it's using a voice that is actually giving you more. Um, so understanding that maybe that voice, not to be judgmental towards that voice too, <laughs> but to kind of understand that voice where it comes from. Maybe that voice wants you to to do better, yeah, but it doesn't know how how to best give you that strength or mm. that confidence. But if that voice would tell you, you know what, you're great, mm. you're doing great, <laughs> no problem. If you don't want to speak, you're great. Just a simple fact that you're there. Yeah. scenery yeah. You're, you're going to feel better yeah. you're going to feel better more at ease more comfortable and maybe you're going to start speaking with two others so yeah yeah so so adopting that kind voice towards that critical voice and maybe try to give you also another voice towards yourself you know i'm shy mm -hmm. and i'm here i'm enjoying myself i know who i am I know yeah. that i i matter um those have another voice also their kind voice mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what is creativity to you? To me, uh, creativity is very much linked to a different way of thinking and connecting dots and and with that connect new connection of dots coming up with a new combination and then bring it, you know, forward. Um, and we talked about creativity amongst artists, but for example, I think whenever the person is a bit different, they are going to bring a creative voice on the platform if we let them. Um, if we have, for example, people coming from other countries, they will have a different set of you know, understanding and things. Um, if you have a group of all, uh, all men, but you have, you're going to include women, you're going to have a different way of thinking problems and bringing solutions. So creativity to me comes from um, a different set of understanding and and uh, and also, of course, a different set of understanding can come with that great sensitivity yeah. that you can have. Um, and also, I think one of the reasons why also it can sometimes be linked with mental health really? is, is um, that different set of, of, of thinking can also be linked with um, some conditions like schizophrenia, like like um, ADHD, like uh, you know, the, these are people who are going to be thinking very differently yeah. than than the norm, and they are also coming to come with different answers yeah. that we might not have thought of, and we thought, oh my god, this is really good. Yeah. Why not try this too? Yeah. So I think that it's uh, creativity is, is an eloge uh, of, of of being the beauty of being different yeah mm -hmm. what's your favorite medium of expressing yourself that's a good question um i like um aligning or um how do you say associating ideas from different sources i really like views different point of views so um i like I like, um, if I have a problem, I like understanding it from this point of view, from an older person's point of view, from a child's point of view, from, from a builder, from, from this. And then 
all of that is going to create a mosaic of understanding that to me is going to create something else. But I also like other things. I like drawing. I like, like drawing. Yeah, I do. You gave an example of, paint, of, of a painter. Mm -hmm. Do you paint? I don't paint. I draw. You draw. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What else? What else? Um, Good balance? Uh, not creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually creative. <laughs> it's so creative. It's so creative. <laughs> it's so not. Yeah. Like it should be. So it's very creative. Yes. Uh -huh, I, yeah, yeah, I guess, yes. Mm -hmm. That's good. There is, I have questions mm -hmm. that I received from an Instagram post I did. One of the questions that stood out for me is, is from, it's from Criso. He's a music producer. Okay. He's, he is asking, how does one break out of a burnout without stopping to work? Oh, George. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Let me go back to the definition of burnout then, mm -hmm. you know. Um, burnout is when you give yourself selfishly, actually, to the point that you're burning out all your resources. And it's you're dealing with a constant sense of stress, um, you know, meeting deadlines, um, and, and, then, and then continuously. So it's not, um, you know, on the year you have maybe three peaks on the year, over the year, and you know that it's going to, you know, okay, you're going to deal with those peaks and then afterwards, you know, it's going to be calm. Okay. It's like constant. Constantly. And that constance is, it's going to um, to really burn you out, to, mm. to really deplete you of, of the energy. Mm. So um, even in other fields, one there is a company that constantly demands uh, of their employees to perform, to perform, to perform. At one point, it's not sustainable. And it's not sustainable also to just give them a month off if when they come back, they're in that same um, rhythm of just, just running, 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 running. Um, it has to be, so the answer to burnout it has to be a systemic answer it's not a punctual answer. It, it has to be about how to create a, a rhythm or uh, that is sustainable for you. And really to say, again, setting boundaries. Mm. I can't. I can't. I. This is what I can do. Beyond that, it's, you know, superhuman. And because if you do cross that boundary at one point, um, you know, those headaches might come. Mm -hmm. Insomnia might come. Um, those kind of things, the physical ailment, but also a sense of mental fatigue, mm. starting to feel demotivated, mm. you know, losing that passion that you initially had for the field mm. because you're be too exhausted and also feeling like you can't catch up. It's mm. always, always there. So to make sure that you don't reach that extreme point, mm. um, find a way if, uh, to find a way to, to review that system, that system and to make sure that you're not exhausting yourself um, is it that you're going to work with more collaborators is it that you're going to tell clients you know no at one point mm. because if not then I won't be able to I'm going to 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 push myself to become sick yeah and and that's not what you want so boundaries yeah the boundaries the boundaries and then real being able to say no I can't that beyond this I can't mm-hmm mm so you don't stop working, but you manage your work. You manage the, huh, but 
you mean you can you can for example if you say that you're dealing with 10 things in a day maybe mm. to say you know what is manageable for me is three yeah and uh, or maybe i need to first stop and rest and then after that i need to make sure that it's only three that i handle and i handle it well yeah not only for the clients but also for myself i take care of myself yes because if not then i burn out mm. and then burning out maybe you think that you can go forever but at one point, there's a limit. Yeah. Mm. So, what do we do when we're burnt out? Practical things to do. When we when you're burnt out, mm -hmm. eat well, sleep enough, do things that make you happy. Um, yeah, take care of yourself. Mm. Mm -hmm. Understand what brought you there, yeah. and do things that bring you some form of energy, and then part of the recovery will also be understanding what needs to be put in place so that you don't get burned out again mm. Mm -hmm. take care of yourself mm. which is also a foreign idea because mm. how do you take care of yourself because that work you're doing it because you love it yes. you, your heart is there and it feels like it's you so you feel like you, you, when you take care of the work you're taking care of yourself but I think it would be nice if you draw a line between work and self for us in terms of because uh, for creatives it's like it's attached like you are your work mm. even when you try mm. you feel like this is me it's it, you always attach it to yourself mm -hmm. until you move on to something else mm -hmm. so how do we separate what we are creating and who we are or do we even have to do that do we have to separate it so now we're talking about taking care of yourself, yes. right? Um, once you start feeling overwhelmed, then pay attention to that. Mm. What is it that is happening for you mm. that you that it makes you feel overwhelmed? This is what I mean by taking care of yourself. Mm. You know, when we talk about work-life balance, you know, we can't just say about you know eight hours this and five hours there. It depends really on where you are in in your life. Huh? If if for example you 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 have that energy and you don't want to do anything else and for you this is you know your rhythm and you feel good mm. and it's fine yeah. but if you feel like you know at one point you're there's something that's draining um listen to that voice and before it becomes louder and before it stops you completely on your track mm. what is it that is happening for you that needs a bit more attention so that that's what i mean by taking care of yourself if for example um, you fell down here on the road and then you were bleeding, you wouldn't just stop, continue walking. You would stop. You would take care of your yeah. bleed and your pain and then see if you need to rest, yeah. pause. You won't continue jogging. Yes. This is what I mean. Mm. But if you say, I'm just going to continue jogging even if I broke my leg, it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. mm. You fall down. You fall down. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's nothing wrong with taking care. Actually, this is the right thing to do. Take care of yourself. And if you see somebody else that fell down, help them to take care of themselves too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there's a lot that they don't ask. Okay. And they, there's so much wisdom that can come out of you. So I would like you to take some time and share something Okay. with us. I think this is a good uh, platform of discussion. I... I like the idea of, of um, this is also part of a creation, I guess. This is what you wanted. It's mm. uh, um, different connections and then building something different. Yeah, right? yeah definitely. Um, and uh, that's nice, I think. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking of a of a quote that is quoted many times. It's by Einstein that says that creativity is when the intelligence is having fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's have fun. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful. And how can people find you? How can people who are struggling or want to learn more and find you? Okay. So um, um, this mental health clinic called Solid Minds, um, you can find it online. And uh, we're here based in Kigali. Um, All the information is there, solidminds.rw. And you can see our team, what we do, um, different services. There's a contact information that you can also call. I know there are other centers here in Kigali, what's really uh, also inspiring is that you see more and more um, well-being specialists that are also coming to Rwanda and mm-hmm. and that are also now uh, daring to open, you know, back in the days when they opened Solid Minds, I think people were saying, but really, will people come? Are people yeah. really, are really? But yes, there's that demand. But also, you know, there's, you know, yoga practice, there's... Um, other different of well-being practices. Mm-hmm. I, I urge you to go and and look uh, out in Kigali. There are those practices are there in the same way that there are creatives. There are also creatives in mental health and mental well-being. Yes. and so uh, that's why that's why I invited you because you're creative in that field. Something. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I just realized something that uh, that also creativity is also part of you know, a healing process. Yeah. You know, we also use creativity to heal. Yeah. And there are people who are able to, they go through something very difficult and mm-hmm. through the process of creation, they, they're healing themselves. Mm-hmm. But also through therapy, there are different creative tools that we might be using. You know, mm-hmm. people are using writing or or paint therapy or, or just, uh, you know, those um, role plays. Mm-hmm. These are all art forms that mm-hmm. we know also are helpful because they create and it transform mm. you create and you transform something and you 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 get a sense of agency you're no longer powerless you get mm. a sense of agency and and you're able to to see things differently mm. so that creativity also is a very powerful tool of healing creativity is a powerful tool of healing mm. well, how hopefully that more creatives will come to see you and you provide your insight so thank you so much thank you and thank you for your time again i hope those who are watching and listening on, on spotify or on youtube that you have gained some insights to help you become a good creative have peace inside and create from love and rest and that you are inspired and thank you so much thank you too Have a great evening. Thank you, thank you. Thank you.